Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. You could summarize what I'm trying to say in four statements. Number one, the generosity of God is the foundation of our faith. The generosity of God is the foundation of our faith. In other words, everything we believe should flow out of this belief that the goodness and generosity of God is outrageous and it will never stop. We saw in Peter's life when God gave him uh, when Jesus gave him this great catch of fish, he said, put your net, put your net down into the deep and Jesus Jesus at Jesus word. Peter did it and he had this great collection of fish. And what did he do? He he began to believe Peter became a believer. He became a disciple. He left his nets and he followed Jesus with his entire life, all because of the generosity of God. So the generosity of God is the foundation for our faith or the foundation of our faith. Number two, the generosity of God is the foundation for a bitter free life or the foundation for healthy emotions. The generosity of God is the foundation for a bitter free life. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it says, don't let anyone fall short or become inferior to the grace of God, lest a root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and defiles many. In other words, a root of bitterness, the emotions of bitterness and resentment will cause trouble in your life and will defile many. But what makes us bitter is when we live a life that is inferior to the generosity of God or the grace of God. He says, don't come short or don't. The word short means inferior. Don't live a life inferior to the grace of God, like you like God has given us a life of grace, a life of his generosity, a life of his free favors flowing in our lives that we don't we don't want to turn down. We don't want to choose some other way of living. This is the way to live, to live in the in the goodness of God, the grace of God, the favor of God, the generosity of God to wake up every day expecting him to be generous, not expecting him to run out, but expect him to run over, to run you over with his goodness. The Bible says my cup runs over. We're not supposed to live in a half empty or a half full cup. Our cup runneth over. So number one, the generosity of God is the foundation of our faith. And then the generosity of God is the foundation of a bitter free life. Like if whatever you do to me can only make me bitter if I give you power, if I'm giving you the power to control how I feel, then I will eventually I will eventually fail because you will fail me. And if you give me the power to determine your happiness, you'll eventually be unhappy because you if you give me the power to keep you happy, I'm going to I'm going to let you down at some point and you're going to let me down at some point. And that's okay because that's humanity. We're all humans, but God will never let you down. So your happiness should never be tied to how I treat you. And my happiness should never be tried, should never be tied to how you treat me. My happiness is tied to the goodness of God. Oh, man. The generosity of God is is the foundation for a bitter free life. The generosity of God is the foundation for our lifestyle, our lifestyle. Here's lifestyle now. Instruct those that are rich. Verse 17, he says, instruct those that are rich. Now, notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say instruct those that are rich not to be rich. Money is not the problem. Pride is. Pride is the problem. Things are not the problem. 
Pride is the problem. He says, instruct those that are rich in this present world not to be conceited, not to be arrogant, not to put their trust in what they have, but to fix their hope, not on the uncertainty of riches. Don't fix your hope on what you have. Fix your hope on God. And what does God do as you fix your hope on him? He richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. So where does your supply in life come from and how does he supply richly, which means abundantly, it means generously. And what does he supply us with? Heaven. Heaven is heaven. Part of what he supplies us with. Yeah. But the scripture isn't is not reducing the definition to one thing. It actually expands the definition to all things. He richly supplies us with what? All things. Does that include your spiritual life, your emotional life, your physical life, your relationship life, your financial life? Like who who are we to who are we to redefine what God has defined as all things? But here's the kicker. And here's what I where I really want you to get to a place of where you're living in this last word of this verse to enjoy. To enjoy that somehow. Somehow we've bought into this false religious belief that that enjoyment of things and the enjoyment of life is somehow worldly and carnal and fleshly and evil and selfish and sinful. Let me tell you something. This is God's idea for you to enjoy life. It's God's idea for you to enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy the generosity of God is the foundation for our lifestyle. We can enjoy life because God is so generous. We can enjoy our lives even in the tough times. God's so generous that we know he's going to bring us through the tough times. And number four, the generosity of God is the foundation for our spiritual warfare. Let me show you what I mean by that. You see what the devil is really after is he is after your conscience. Satan wants you to live with a guilty conscience. He wants you to feel guilty all the time. He wants you to feel condemned. He wants you to feel like God's against you. He wants you to feel accused, to feel self-conscious, which is the feeling of being observed without being approved. And Satan doesn't even use his voice anymore because you've gotten used to yourself telling you these things. You're not enough. You never do enough. You'll never have enough. You don't say the right things. You don't measure up. You don't get it all done. You don't do enough for your children. You don't do enough for your parents. You don't do enough for others. You don't do as much as others do. You always seem to blow it. You always seem to fail. You always say things you regret. You get angry so easily. You think bad thoughts. You don't have the right clothes. You eat too much. You don't exercise. You don't pray enough. You don't read enough. You don't fast enough. You don't you're not Christian enough. You're not holy enough. You're not godly enough. These are the accusations of the devil. And we have heard them in first person. In other words, our mind has trained us to think these things about ourselves. And we need to say enough is enough. I'm not going to accuse myself anymore. I'm not going to condemn myself anymore. What should we say to these accusations that tell us you're not enough, you don't do enough, you're not holy enough, you're not godly enough. We have to attack the accusing thoughts 
the, the thoughts that are accusing us. This is what's robbing us of the enjoyment of our of our salvation. The enjoyment of our Christianity is being ripped out right from underneath us because we're listening to condemning thoughts about ourselves or about others. So what should we say to these condemning thoughts? Romans chapter eight, verse one says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There is now there is therefore now right this moment, there is no condemnation. If you're born again, you're in Christ. And if you're in Christ, the devil can't condemn you. And if the devil can't condemn you, then you shouldn't condemn you. And if the devil can't condemn you and the devil can't condemn her or the devil can't condemn condemn him, then you shouldn't condemn him and you shouldn't condemn her because the God doesn't even condemn them. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Without Christ, everybody's they're under condemnation. They're in Christ. They've been given but this so many freedom. Christians are they're but born they're not again. They're in Christ. They've been given this freedom, them. but they're not experiencing it because their conscience Always is reminding you of something you've done wrong. Always reminding, Always reminding you of, of something you've, you've done wrong. Always reminding Always you reminding of something you've failed of where at. You've fallen short. Always, remi- Always reminding you of something you failed at. Nagging Always remi- you. Nagging you. This is over today. I declare war on the spirit of accusation against you. What shall we say to these things? There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. What shall we say to these things? If God is for me, who can be against me? What shall we say to these things? He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? What shall we say to these things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? What shall we say to these things? God is the one who justifies. I will not be condemned another day in my life. That's what we must say to these thoughts. 